Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. While many of us would be quick to agree that it'd be more beneficial to be ready rather than angry, we all too often let the state of the world anger us. In today's Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. reflects on the ever-increasing decay of our world, while reminding us that we're called to always be ready. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 14, 2022. For today's update, I want to talk with you about how everything that's happening in the world today will either make us get angry or get ready. Now, I would be grossly remiss before the Lord and before you if I didn't confess that this is an area in my own life personally, that the Lord has been dealing with me and doing a work in me, specifically as it relates to my response to everything that is happening in and to the world today, geopolitically, economically, and certainly spiritually. One of the lessons I'm learning is that my anger, though I may be righteous in my stand, my anger at what's happening, especially here in the U.S., is very telling. And by very telling I mean It's an indication that somehow this nation is my home, and as such, my final destination. And it's for this reason that anything or anyone who poses a threat to my country, of which I'm a citizen, will arouse the ire of my anger and my wrath. Conversely, it's only when I come to the realization that this world is not my home. I'm in the world, but not of the world. I don't have a dog in this hunt. I don't have a horse in this race. You've got two metaphors to pick from, whichever you prefer. And when I come to that realization, then the anger will subside. Then 
what will and should ensue is a looking up instead of a riling up by virtue of the fact that Bible prophecy tells us this is exactly what will happen at the time of the end. In other words, instead of getting angry, I'm getting ready. I'm a citizen of heaven. And my redemption draws ever so near. Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. Listen to what the Apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit wrote. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body, can't wait, of our humble state, into conformity with the body of His glory, our glorified bodies, by the exertion of the power that He has, even to subject all things to Himself. I want to point out something here that is maybe not so easily seen at first read, and it has to do with, in verse 20, where Paul, by the Spirit, connects the eagerly waiting for the Savior's appearance in the rapture. The appearing is the rapture. The second coming is the the second coming. I know that's deeply profound, but please make that delineation. So he's connecting one who eagerly waits, longs for his appearing. And he connects it to, meaning it's proportionate to the one who sees their citizenship as being in heaven, not here. So if my citizenship is in heaven, as Jesus would say in Matthew's gospel, chapter 6, that was close. (laughs) If my treasure is in heaven, if my citizenship is in heaven, and that's where my heart is, and that's where my eyes are, and that's where my mind is stayed on. Not here. So, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but this world is not my home. And we as Christians, as believers in and followers of Jesus Christ, have long overstayed our welcome in this world, not our home. Luke's Gospel 21, verse 28, a verse I'm sure familiar to most, if not all. Jesus is speaking. And He says, now, when these things begin to happen, Look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. In John's Gospel, chapter 13, verse 19, Jesus speaking. Listen to what He says. I am telling you now, before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe that I am who I am, the I am. 
And then he says the same thing in a different way in the next chapter, chapter 14, verse 29. I have told you now, before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. In other words, when all of these things begin to happen, know that Jesus said, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen before it happens. So when it begins to happen, believers will look up and non-believers will believe. That sums it up. But that also presupposes that instead of getting worked up, we're looking up. So we're seeing all of these things happen in the world. What's our response? Do we get angry? I can't believe this. Did you, did you hear what happened? Hey, I'm going home so you can, you know, get angry all you want. And proportionate to your anger is, how do I, I want to be careful how I say this. Help me out, Holy Spirit. Proportionate to your anger is the depth of your roots in the temporal soil of this world, not your home. It's a, can I say it like this, a litmus test. And I'll again speak for myself and just be very open with you that this is an area that I still struggle with. And the Holy Spirit checks me. What are you getting so worked up about? I told you it was going to happen. You preach it every week, preacher. Somehow in the back of my mind I hear words like practice what you preach, but and I just tell my wife to pray for me when she says that. But I wanted to start this way because it's with this understanding that I think I can now address the political anger and demonic division in light of the events of last week. Well, I realize that what I'm about to say will have a sanctified strength to it. I will say it nonetheless. If you're getting angry, you may very well be getting deceived. And I'll explain why. Satan has done a number on anyone who buys into this demonic division, which in the end leads to destruction. That's the end game. That's where the goalposts are. Because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Listen to what Jesus said in Mark's Gospel, chapter 3, beginning in verse 24. If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. 
And if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but has an end. Doubtless you've heard it said this way, united we stand, divided we fall. That's what Jesus is saying. See, Satan has a problem. (laughs) That's an understatement. His problem is, and he knows this, would to God more Christians knew this, that he cannot prevail against the church of Jesus Christ from without. Because the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. It cannot happen. And he knows that. Outwardly, he cannot destroy the church. So what does he do? He does it inwardly. Division. Oh, I know how to do it. Bring division. So if I can get Christians divided, I can just sit back, take the rest of the day off, and watch the show. Please, just, I appreciate your patience with me, and bear with me, and please just hear my heart here, okay? This last day's demonic division from the White House to the schoolhouse, even our house, and everything in between has found its way into the church house, I'm sad to say. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 33, the Apostle Paul, by the Spirit, writes, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. When he writes to the churches in Galatia, Galatians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, he says this, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says this, verse 15. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. Wait, these are Christians. Yeah. So they're divided. Yeah. They're divided against each other. They're devouring one of another. What's going to happen? Oh, they're going to destroy each other. This is a matter of time. This is a principle you don't break. It breaks you. Division. Confusion equals destruction. Hang on to that. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 10 through 13. Now, the Apostle Paul is begging them, pleading with them. He says, now I plead with you, brethren, 
by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment of one mind and one accord, one heart and one accord. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, by those of Chloe's household, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I am a Paul. Or, I am of Apollos. Or, I am of Cephas. Or, I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or, were you baptized in the name of Paul? Romans chapter 16. I only have 350 more of these, so hang in there. And please, please, please don't let the enemy distract your mind so you wander and start thinking of something else, because he does not want you to hear this. Chapter 16, Romans, beginning in verse 17. He's pleading, he's urging, he's begging. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions, and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned, keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites, by smooth talk and flattery they deceive, deceive the minds of naive people. Gullible people, they're deceived. They buy it hook, line, and sinker, as we say. Second Timothy, I need to preface this one, chapter 2, beginning in verse 23. By way of a preface, this particular passage was of immense help to me many years ago when I entered the ministry and the pastorate. And the Holy Spirit opened up my eyes to this, and it, it just explained why it is that there's such infighting within the church, within the body of Christ. There's such division. And the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, writing to a young pastor, says to Timothy, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Here's why. Because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, better understood as teachable, teachable, not resentful. Opponents, these are Christians. This is to a pastor of a church. Opponents must be 
gently instructed. This is, <laughs> we're going to be talking about this in James. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope, listen very carefully, that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. Wait, what? (laughs) Pastor, come on. I thought that a Christian cannot be demon-possessed. That is true. That is biblically sound. If you are born again of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit indwells you, you cannot be possessed by a demonic spirit. It is impossible. However, you knew that was coming, right? You can be satanically oppressed and trapped by the devil to do his dirty work for him and instead of him to wreak havoc within the church because he can't do it. He needs you to do it because he cannot destroy from without. He can only destroy from within. So he finds those that he can use. They're they're Christians. They're born again. They have the Holy Spirit sealed for redemption. They're going to go up in the rapture, whether we like it or not. And they're brothers and sisters in Christ. That was mean. I'm sorry. (laughs) But Satan has trapped them and used them to do his bidding. What's his bidding? Well, uh, I, I got to destroy, steal, kill, and destroy. So I'm going to do it from within, and I got you. And now you're going to be taken captive to do Satan's will. You know, we talk about what's the will of God? What's the will of Satan? The will of Satan is to bring confusion and division, because confusion plus division equals destruction. Can I add another D in there? Deception. Deception. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 10. Anyone you forgive, I also forgive. And what I have forgiven, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven in the sight of Christ for your sake. Now, listen to verse 11. In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. 
If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.